Hey guys, welcome to the first ever One Syrian Podcast. We're so happy that you guys are listening. My name is Raghav and I'm one of the co-hosts for the Syrian Podcast. Somia, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Somia. I'm also a co-host at the One Syrian Podcast, where we basically discuss the stories of South Asians all over the world, issues they face, and uplift our community. And I'm Krish. I'm also a co-host here at One Syrian. I'm really excited for all the things that we have to talk about because we have so much planned and so much issues that need awareness. But before we start, I'd like to quickly introduce the other hosts, Nithil and Kumaran and Akash Sarda, who you will get to know better in the coming episodes. Okay, so let's get started. If you guys have been watching the news for the past few weeks, you probably heard a lot about the farmer protests in Punjab. This kind of ties into the conversation about agriculture in India as a whole. How do you guys think farmers are doing right now? I'm pretty sure they're going through very tough times right now. Yeah, I saw somewhere that Indian agriculture is a $400 billion industry. But a lot of farmers, the people that food itself comes from, are still only making a small fraction of that annually, and they only make around 20,000 20, rupees. That's just 270 yeah. US dollars. Even with the uh, cost of living being pretty low, compared to other countries, they're still struggling a lot. And farmers are the people that make us food and they their food gets produced and sent worldwide, but they're still at the bottom of the financial hierarchy. Yeah, that's a real problem. Um, I remember when I went to India, I saw all these farms and they're huge farms, but the farmers were struggling to make ends meet. And um, I heard one of them say something about how they don't have access to all these resources that bigger farming um, companies have. Yeah, and I think that's an important thing because right now farming in India, it's really, like compared to other professions, like say you're a computer engineer, your profession doesn't depend on the weather or what time of year it is. You can do the same work in winter and summer. But like farming, it's really sensitive to almost everything, like market changes, demand changes, weather, time of year. And like they're they for us like that working people they we have like a fixed income we know that um if we do our work we're gonna get this money but for them like they don't know what's gonna happen because of the weather or um some other business comes in and takes over in their area so like they don't have like a fixed annual fee, uh income and they don't they're not like certain that they're gonna get the amount of money. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big thing. Especially for small farmers, like bigger companies, um, they're like companies, right? Mm -hmm. So they have access to so many more things that smaller farmers do not. And yeah, and adding on to that, there's like um, the bigger businesses have machines that does the work faster. And these people are like, they're working so hard. They're putting everything into this and their entire uh, income is getting taken over by machines which is harder for them too, because they can't afford the machines. And more needs yeah. to be done for the farmers. Like what's been done so far isn't working. India's government in 2017 approved a $1.3 billion insurance scheme for farmers to protect against crop failures, saying it was intended to put a stop to suicides because people are suiciding as their farms are failing. Yeah, there's a lot of farmer suicides, but since 2017, the numbers haven't really decreased that much. It's kind of just like slightly increasing. Because if you look at yearly, it's at above 6,000 farmers a year. That's way too much to be committing suicide. Yeah, I feel like also the media needs to focus on this. Um, a lot of issues come to light when the media is putting it out there, 
right now they're focusing so much on movies and gossip it's like bollywood actors what they do is more important than the lives of these people uh there needs to be more action taken by people on social media news stations Mm -hmm. just us in general can also do a lot it is true that right now there's more um coming into light about this issue on places like ajdak republican tv they're talking about it a lot more but i feel like just us as common people can also share this thing and spread it spread a lot of awareness about it to everyone adding on to that um if you see like these news sources they're um basing it as to the um the protest being a bad thing and also um like these people don't have a voice as to us and so we should we have the ability to help them by just donating money or like helping them out and doing anything we can to help them out because their life depends on this and like if they don't make money they're not going to survive yeah and also when we talk about publicity I feel like it always almost always goes towards the news channels we talk about the news channels taking initiative you have to remember that we ourselves can take that initiative too so like if you're talking with your friends about some random bollywood actor doing this this drug blah 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 instead you could be talking about the farmers and talking about the plight of what they're going through right now i think that would be way more beneficial to like country in general i also feel like a lot of people didn't know that this issue existed honestly i didn't know that this issue existed until i saw all these people on social media posting about it and then i started to get myself more educated about it mm-hmm. and um while we're talking about just the situation and publicity we need to remember that publicity itself isn't enough and we need to get the government to listen to the farmers too and not just like us sharing and like instagram and these photos won't help as much as actually talking to the government and making a change and like they need to listen to what the small farmers have to say and not just help the big farmers and there's uh saying and impose a bill so that um it's going to help them and have mass support and like i'm not saying that they're doing it but um they should keep it in mind so that they help not just the bigger people and they help the smaller farmers become bigger i agree because nobody's saying that they're not listening to the farmers right now because actually i think today it's been the ninth round of talks between the farmers and the government so we're not saying that they're not listening but i feel like the cooperation isn't where it should be at this level because we can't just change the future of the farmers by just talking about it or just sharing it on social media we need real impactful systemic changes from the government right because yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's also think about what the government should do exactly cuz we're not experts obviously and a lot of people have made speeches about this topic said their stories but let's look at one in particular for from someone who's not too far left or too far right on this issue Right, so Arvind Kejriwal is the CM of Delhi, and he's one of the few people in power that have actually ripped up the three farm bills. Yeah, and even though this might have been only symbolically, um, it still like speaks a lot to what people in India are feeling right now. आज सुप्रीम कोर्ट में केस था, कल भी था. हमारे वकील ने सुप्रीम कोर्ट में खड़े होके कहा कि किसानों की मांगे जायज हैं, किसानों की मांगे मानी जानी चाहिए. 
केस इसलिए था कि दिल्ली के बॉर्डर के ऊपर किसान बैठे हैं इसलिए ट्रैफिक की दिक्कत हो रही है हमारे वकील ने खड़े होकर कहा जी इसके लिए केंद्र सरकार जिम्मेदार है आज अगर अभी केंद्र सरकार एक घंटे में इनकी मांग मान ले धरना उठ जाएगा धरना क्यों नहीं उठ रहा धरना इसलिए नहीं उठ रहा केंद्र सरकार नहीं करने दे रही अभी यह कानून शायद सत्तर साल के भारत के इतिहास में पहली बार हुआ होगा कि राज्यसभा के अंदर बिना वोटिंग के वहां पे राज्यसभा अध्यक्ष ने पास 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 करके पास कर दिया जबकि पूरा हाउस चिल्ला रहा था जैसे आप यहां बैठे हैं कई बार हाउस चिल्लाता है आपने तो कभी बिना वोटिंग के कोई कानून पास नहीं किया पिछले छह सात साल से आप लोग देख रहे हो कि भारतीय जनता पार्टी ने चुनावों को कितना महंगा कर दिया कितना पैसा खर्च होता है चुनाव के अंदर कितना पैसा खर्च होता है ये कानून किसानों के लिए नहीं बनाए गए ये कानून भारतीय जनता पार्टी के चुनावों की फंडिंग कराने के लिए बनाए गए इसको ये देश जितनी जल्दी समझ ले किसान तो समझ गए बाकी देश भी जितनी जल्दी समझ ले उतना अच्छा होगा तो अध्यक्ष महोदय मैं इसका समर्थन करता हूं और ये तीन कानून है ये तीनों कानूनों को मैं सदन के सामने said was um there was a hearing in the supreme court today yesterday as well a lawyer stood up in court and said that the farmers demands are completely legitimate and everything should be accepted the case was about farmers protesting at the delhi border and that created traffic trouble is what they said and our lawyer said that the center is responsible for it if the center accepts their demands in one hour the whole protest will end and why is it not ending because the center is not doing so so much money is spent in elections but not for the farmers and he continued to say these three laws i will tear in front of everyone so what do you guys think about his issue and what he said i think he has a really good point but it almost doesn't go far enough yeah i in think action wise yeah i think it's just like a temporary thing to either like stall so the government can come up with something or it's just for them to hope that it's going to die down and like nothing's going to happen similar to america like the government is made up of richer people so they're going to worry about themselves and the richer community as to arvind kejriwal he's worrying about those who actually need the help and they don't have the savings to survive yeah this ties into elites and that whole conversation but yeah. we'll save that for another day because yeah. right now we need to focus on how to help the farmers. So, I think one of the ideas that a lot of people including me had is that we should call in more representatives who are actually farmers, which they did do a few times and I think they should keep doing that and listening to these farmers because there's no way they're going to know what the main issue is without asking the people in trouble. Yeah, definitely because right now all the farmers don't believe oh we need to do this specific action on this specific date. There's like a variety of opinions, a variety of solutions, proposed bills, amendments. And yeah, we need to really think about this. 
Okay, so it is halfway through this podcast, and this is usually the time when we run an ad. We don't have an ad, so um, Christian's just going to read out our website name. Remember to visit Syrian.org. S as in snake, U as in Urdu, R as in Rahul Gandhi, Y as in Yankee, A as in Amarmi Party, N as in Narendra, and .org for more info. Also, please visit our socials, which is at one Surian on Instagram. We should definitely do that. It's a very good Instagram page. I personally, myself, also follow it. <laughs> it also has pretty great art, not gonna lie. Yeah. See, I really like the art. This yeah. may or may not be done by somebody on this podcast. A lot of hard work put into it, though. I agree. I appreciate it on behalf of that person. Yes. Okay, okay let's um, talk about the bills. So first of all, the first bill is called the Essential Commodities Act, okay? And what it basically does, it removes pulses, which is your chanadal, cereals, which is like chebla, onions in your kalmirchi, potatoes in palbaji, oils in your, like everything, and edible oil seeds from the list of essential commodities. And this removes stockholding limits on these items, except under extraordinary circumstances. This bill also tr- tries to deregulate the production storage, distribution, and movement of these commodities. Some find this too uncertain and want more ordinance. Moving on to the second bill, we have the Farmers Produce Trade and Commerce Act. This is basically talking about the production, pricing, trade, and storage being controlled by large companies. Farmers have absolutely no preparation for this transition. This pushes all these farmers into unstable international markets. Yeah, and this is a major thing that a lot of them were advocating for. And when you push someone into international markets, you might think, oh, that's good, but it's not that good for them. And that's because with international markets, there's a lot more factors coming into play, like inflation and developed countries, developing countries, and taking advantage of certain areas or certain regions that might be underdeveloped. And people see a lot of problem in that because... It can really make the lives of some of these farmers miserable. Farm, uh, but farmer unions in Punjab and Haryana uh, say that the recent laws enacted at the center do not include a clear method of price fixation and MSPs or minimum support price aren't even mentioned. And so what MSPs are, are their minimum support prices and they ensure that farmers get a guaranteed minimal amount for their crops the problem with this is that the farmers don't have a fixed price Uh, like we said earlier um before like the people that are working in different uh, big businesses have a fixed income of like every month or every year and these farmers don't have that and getting rid of the msps is even worse for them because they don't have like a minimum price they're at least they're gonna make that much money like before let's say they're like in america we have the minimum wage of 850 um msps is similar to that but now that they they don't have that they could earn uh zero dollars or even like a little bit more than that but they don't have like a certain amount of money they know they're gonna get in their pocket so their life is even more scary yeah, that's really important because with the MSPs, when they come into play, then at least you can say that for this one kilo of this crop, I can get 20 rupees guaranteed. If you take that away, then there's no support for that farmer and he can just follow through all these payments and all these 
houses, supporting a family, all of that becomes, he can't support that anymore. And that kind of situation becomes really scary. And so let's talk about how these bills were passed in the first place, because a lot of you might be asking if these laws are so bad, how did they get passed? So what happened is they were passed in the Rajya Sabha. And this is what it sounds like. I shall now put the motion moved by Sri Narendra Tomar to vote. The question is that the Farmers Empowerment and Protection Agreement on Price Assurance and Farm Service Bill 2028 passed by Lok Sabha be taken into consideration. Those in favor will please raise their hands and say aye. Those against will please raise their hands and say no. I think the eyes have it, the eyes have it, the eyes have it, the motion adopted. adopted. So these agricultural bills were passed by the Lok Sabha on 17th September 2020. And these were passed by the Rajya Sabha in voice vote instead of a division vote, which was requested by a lot of the MPs, members of parliament. So what a voice vote is, is basically the speaker, whoever that speaker might be, that speaker has to listen to which side shouts A or no, louder. So let's say Krish wanted to ban all non-veg in this country, well, in Hindustan. And he wanted to get rid of all of it and said, this non-veg. And Somia didn't want that. In a voice vote, Krish could just shout A louder than Somia's no. And then that would be that, and he would get his way, regardless of what anyone thought or whatever the opposition was or how many people supported and how many people didn't support. And so that's the major problem, major controversy around voice votes because it's not an accurate count and it's more of a, it's something that some school children might do. It's not something that would, should be used in a professional setting where people's lives are on the line. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so to be frank, that's just stupid. Like I, I before today, I've never heard about a voice vote. And like no offense, but this is plain stupid because just because somebody's louder doesn't mean they're more right. Like that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Why can't yeah, they just do a regular vote? Like this is so stupid. Yeah. And farmers are mm-hmm. and farmers are concerned because like they say over time, big corporate houses will dictate terms and farmers. Yeah, they're talking about up. their livelihoods, and now they're just shouting to mm-hmm. get their way. Yeah. Like, it would make more sense if it was, like, one person to, like, 30 people, but not when it's so equal. Yeah. Yeah. And like like we said before, like, these big powerhouses are just going to take over these little farmers with their machines and stuff. While uh, Because these little farmers have to use their hands and do everything, like, so slowly. And then these big big businesses just buy the little farmers' land and just take over with their machines and stuff. So, like, they lose the little income they had in their house. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, such an important matter, it shouldn't be handled in ways like these. Because they're, whenever there's strong opposition, when it's just, just 90% to 10%, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't go with a voice vote because it's clear that there's going to be strong opposition. You can't just go through with this method. But why do and, we need to voice vote? Why can't they just regular vote in the first place? Like, why, even if there's, like, 90 to 10 <laughs> What's the point? I can't talk for Bharatiya Sarkar, but I think it's a form of dramatization or something. I'm not I'm that's, not really sure. That's 
pointless. It's probably something that they came up with back a bunch of years ago, and now they just don't want to change it because maybe it's just like laziness. Or, I don't know. Before don't, they knew how to count. I, I think it yes, gives some sort of like feeling of success for them if they. Okay, now that we've talked about what's happened, let's talk about what people are doing to stop these bills and to help the farmers. So this uh, protest, not just in India, but worldwide, in Australia and UK, and even in America, at the uh, Indian consulates. Yeah, and these are happening worldwide, so it's not just an isolated example. Like, you can't just point at Delhi and say, farmers are only centered on here, and this only affects the people of Delhi. It's not like that. It's a much more core problem, and people across the world are reacting to it. Whether it be in the diaspora, Indian diaspora, or just people in general that care about farmers and their livelihoods. And there's this stereotype against farmers, and like farmers, some people think they're at the, like the bottom of the chain, and so they shouldn't have a voice. And like they don't get the importance that they deserve because people don't realize they're the people that feed us and like they are the people that make everything we need to survive. So why don't they get the voice that they deserve? Yeah, definitely. Because like people are saying, no farmers means no food. And a lot of people in urban centers like say Calcutta, Mumbai, Chennai, a lot of them, they're not very educated about farming and rural life. So one scenario of this is there were a bunch of um, protesters from Haryana. They were gathering in Delhi and one of the members of parliament, Karnataka members of parliament, they stated that since the protesters were eating pizza and burgers, that they were fake and that they weren't real farmers and they were implanted by the opposition party. So yeah, that kind of goes to tell you how is or how much people lack knowledge of farming and farmers because yeah. they think even them enjoying urban foods means that they're not real farmers yeah, that, also... that just shows that like these farmers they're so like disrespected that oh if you eat a burger you're not a farmer you're not good enough or something <laughs> like that they're yeah it's say, a burger the farmers you can't aren't good stop enough. someone from having a burger mm-hmm. and it doesn't show anything oh he ate a burger that means he's not low class or whatever they're saying yeah i feel like it just also shows how deeply these stereotypes are rooted in people's minds like these are all stereotypes and i feel like people don't realize that they're stereotypes and they don't go out and educate themselves yeah a lot of people might brush this off as just like people trying to get their way but it's not just about not urban people not being educated about rural life it's just the notion of having something against someone so bad that you'll make random accusations because if you look at the rajasthan one rajasthan member of parliament he said that they were conspiring to spread bird flu because they were enjoying chicken biryani oh my god the things people say yeah i'm pretty sure they didn't act like they were protesting and came all those miles to delhi just to spread bird food through their chicken biryani i feel like at this point logic just doesn't exist to certain people yeah 
because they're traveling kilometers and kilometers all of this distance and mm-hmm. some people are listening some people are taking action but a lot of them are just brushing it off and not paying attention at all to mm-hmm. what they came for or what they stand for yeah now that we're reading uh reaching the 30 minute mark let's talk about how we could help and like stop all this change and listen to those who actually need the help there's many organizations you can donate to, such as the SaveIndianFarmers.org or GlobalGiving.org. And these um, different organizations are raising money just to help those farmers in need in Punjab and Rajasthan. And they're working on increasing availability for, of water for irrigation. And they're trying to construct and repair water uh, harvesting structures. Yeah, and there's a lot of organizations you can donate to. But we really recommend these organizations. And if you want to donate to other organizations, we can't control anything. You can donate wherever you want. But we just please, please, please encourage that. You do research before donating to find out where exactly this money is going and how that money is going to be used. Yes, please stay safe. Even if you're donating or actually being a part of a protest, Make sure it doesn't turn violent first off. Yeah, like, violence is be safe, never. Please. Violence is not the option yeah. to get your message heard. That also, just further similar... polarizes people. We are still in a pandemic, so <laughs> please be wary of that too. Yes, that I feel is like the best thing to thing. do right now is to donate and spread awareness. Mm-hmm. But there's um, this is also links into like it's similar to the Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah, in the and... Americas. Yeah, there's um similar uh there's violence against these protesters in India and um in India there's like compared to in America there's lots of actual violence happening. In India they're not doing violence and there's like 70 80 year olds that are just standing there with a sign and then the police comes in with these strong hoses and like sprays them till they fall into the ground. And like this with when you're not when you're protesting for, for something that's right and not doing anything wrong. Like, we don't believe that this is right and this shouldn't be yeah. happening. It goes against a lot of, like, humanitarian efforts to control. I don't think we can go to the point where we can call this police brutality. No, but it's no. definitely an action that it a is lot brutality, of the humanitarian though. world will frown upon. Like, I'll go there. It, it is brutality. <laughs> it is brutality. Yeah. You can't do that to somebody. When yeah, they, you shouldn't do this. First this off, you're just... treating them wrong and, like, making their living hard. And then you're, like, if they're trying to say something against it, you're going after them. You know, I feel like it's not just the police's fault. It's whoever's telling the police to do that to these people who are being peaceful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you can't blame the soldiers. You have to blame the general. And, like, if you go into that. I mean, it depends. Sometimes it is the soldier's fault. It It depends. Completely depends on the situation. But it's going way too deep. Either way, it's not <laughs> yeah. right. Either way, it's not right. Okay, either either way, it is not right. Yes, I agree with that. It is not right at all. Um, so make sure to stay safe. Also, yeah, and this is the big right. one of the biggest protests in human history, not just Delhi history, not just India history, full human history. It's one of the biggest protests, which also speaks to why we really need to listen to these people. And lots of people didn't know about these issues, which is why we really recommend that you keep sharing this uh, over social media and raising awareness. Because like before, before all these protests happened, I wasn't aware of all this like issues. Like I didn't know that farmers had to go through all of this, 
and so farmers will succeed at the end. Like I said, farmers will succeed, and um, we just really ask for you to share all the links and stuff, and to help like inform those who don't know about this. And like these protests are affecting people worldwide, not just the farmers. And so we just want you guys to help end this issue. Yep. And while you're sharing, please make sure you're not sharing false information. Do your research, get your things from a credible source, just like we did a lot of research before sharing all this information to you guys. Yeah, and that's a really important thing because we never want people to share the wrong information because that'll just further polarize people saying that our side is right, this side is wrong. So please share all you can, share the right info, and hopefully the farmers will get their way. All right. Um. Thank you so much for listening to our first podcast. Yes. Thank um, you. We appreciate. Yeah, we're gonna wrap this up here. Listening. So, um, just like we said, just uh, stay safe. Um, do your research. Don't search false information, and keep supporting those in need. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Cool. Bye. <laughs> bye.